Awesome, I think we're good to go. All righty, well, welcome everyone to a new episode of Sports Harder. My name is Maddie Lukewarm Ice. I am your host, as always, for this new episode. And we have a special uh, birthday guest uh, with the Colt. Happy birthday, my man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. Did you want to introduce yourself again to everybody? Yeah, so uh, my name's Colt Schroeder. You can find me pretty much everywhere. Is it Colt underscore Schroeder or AK? Oh, I don't have any audio for you on Zoom here. I I hear you. Oh, there we go. Yeah, now we're good. Man, that's awesome. Well, uh, what's the uh, the the birthday candles? How many how many are we putting on it for you today? <laughs> Official officially stopped uh, birth birthday. Not getting any older any any longer. The, the fountain of youth will always consume you from now on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Well, uh, I appreciate you coming on, taking the time, especially with it being your birthday, to uh, do a, a quick podcast with me. Um, my normal host, uh, Chris, has been busy. He went on vacation to uh, Orlando. He went to Universal, and then he went to uh, Cabo for a little bit as well. And uh, Cabo was paid by his wife's work, so it was all free. It was all paid, and uh, so he got some needed vacation. He'll be back next time on the on the next podcast because the next podcast will be us doing uh, our fantasy football draft. So we're excited about that. Um, so talking fantasy football, is there any uh, sleeper picks that you would take this year in your fantasy football draft if you were drafting? (laughs) 
Oh, nice. I like it. Well, I like when you mentioned uh, Jacksonville, uh, you know, everyone's hyping up all the rookie quarterbacks around the league and especially with the preseason games going on, uh, they were really focusing on like how well the rookie quarterbacks have been doing in preseason. And I, I always think it's hilarious how much they try to hype up rookie quarterbacks in preseason because, you know, they're not going against number one defenses at all. Um don't get me wrong. You still have to make the throws, obviously, like you got to be able to to make those throws, but a little bit easier in those situations than in regular season, uh, I would like to think. And uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, had that firsthand experience because his first snap as the Jacksonville Jaguar was a was a sack. So, um, you know, I as soon as he got sacked, I said, well, get used to that kid. Like <laughs> it's going to be happening a lot where you're at right now. So like you said, he's got that security blanket that he's going to have to dump the ball definitely a lot in uh, with uh, those pass rushers coming at him. So uh, I definitely understand that for sure. <laughs> yep that's that's like what they look forward to the most like every every game no matter what position like as long as you're on defense and someone on the other side is a rookie you're you're just looking to like get them on their butt and be like, Hey, well, you're in the big leagues now. So. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very true. I, I wouldn't doubt that in the least. So, um, well, that's, that's, uh, that's good. Uh, I guess another fancy uh, question that we can go over is like, you know, number one picks everyone always you know harps on who you taking number one if you have the number one overall pick so who are you giving advice to that has the number one pick out there on their fantasy teams Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Man, uh, and the the person I was looking for that never came out of your mouth, Derrick Henry. Like you, you're gonna pass up on Derrick Henry, who just basically monster trucks over everyone that he comes up against. Like you know, I think he had a 99 overall stiff arm on Madden this year. <laughs> like. Mm. awesome yeah um i i've already done one fantasy draft so far in a in a random league and uh they uh i had the second pick and the first person took derrick henry and so i took uh uh, Christian McCaffrey like you were saying so even though he's coming off an injury I still think 
he's one of the top dual threats of like catching the ball and running in the ball. So you're getting points for, for both things, you know, cause he can score in the end zone either way. They line him up to throw the ball to him to score or if he runs it in. So um, yeah, you can't pass up a dual threat. That's why I think Kamara is always a good one too, because he seems like another dual threat type of person. Um, but like you said, I guess it depends on who the quarterback's going to be. You say you kind of know who you lean towards in with the Saints as their quarterback. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, it's interesting just because, you know, when I think of Jameis or ever even hear his name, I just think pick machine. Like he just he he just knows how to throw the ball to the other team. But I I don't know how much that was, you know, where he was playing. But then Tom Brady goes in there and, you know, wins the Super Bowl. So, you know, and he he had most of the same wide receivers and players he was playing with as Jameis did, you know. So um, but if if I had to go with Jameis or Hill, I would definitely pick Hill for sure. If I was the coach, um, and especially with the um, the quarterback read, because then the the defense doesn't know if Hill's going to run it or if Kamara is going to run it. Um, I don't think Jameis is known for doing that as well anymore. Or is I, I think Hill's at least a little bit better at at running with the ball than than he is. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I think people always uh, criticized me in the past for fantasy football because I hated Tom Brady so much. And they would always be like, why Why don't you draft Tom Brady in your fantasy? He's so good. And I was like, because oh, I hate him so much. I don't want to watch him play. So like you said, you know, if it's someone you're not really interested in watching, then it kind of takes the fun out of it, you know. Um Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> that, that that's true depending how much uh hard-earned money you're putting into it <laughs> um that that can definitely change your mind about a, a lot of things for for fantasy um well well awesome let's uh go to your uh buffalo bills and talk about them a little bit um you know of course i'm sure you've already talked about it but we haven't been able to bring it up on the the, the podcast yet, but um, the Bills signing uh, Josh Allen to a six-year extension worth two hundred and fifty-eight million. So he's your he's your your guy. And you know, are there any concerns? I mean, sometimes when these quarterbacks get these big deals, things kind of start falling apart after that. Um, any any concerns in the future with him, or are you happy that they got it locked in and done and? You know, what's what's the feelings there? Um, I think, uh, I think I agree. Like, uh, he was my dark horse for MVP last year. Like I, I, at the beginning of the season, I kind of said like, you know, watch out. I think he might sneak in there and, you know, he almost did if, you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't <laughs> do all the stuff that, that he did and, and, uh, you know, blew up everything. But I think MVP is kind of, it's one of those uh, titles or I guess awards that you get where I feel like if you're, if you're not on the team, then your team wouldn't be able to do as well. And the bills have kind of always been missing that, you know, upper tier quarterback. And when they finally went out and got him, everyone was skeptical because of, you know, what college he was coming out of and different things like that. And, you know, he ended up proving everyone wrong. And I think it's a good move that the, Bill locked him in and made them uh, made him their guy. He's the the face. He's the future of the franchise. Um, and I think you know, winning now for the Bills is kind of their should be their mantra and should be what they want to do because, um, like you said, I think he he's kind of peaking right now and he's he's doing everything right and um, he kind of reminds me of an Aaron Rodgers in a sense. You know, he's kind of like a gunslinger. Um, you know, he can move around if he needs to, to create opportunities to get the ball down the field without getting a sack taken, but he doesn't, you know, have to scramble. I know his first year, his rookie year, he scrambled a lot and he was, he, he was always famous for that hurdle that he did, uh, over that one defender. Um, but, uh, I think he kind of realized, ah, I need to cut down on that a little bit and, you know, focus more on trying to get the ball down the field and protect his body and, you know, different things like that. So um, I, I I think he's going to have another breakout year this year, to be honest. Like I said, I still kind of consider him maybe a, a very likely MVP candidate. Um, it's, you know, almost every year it's a different MVP. It's not very often that you get a repeat of MVPs anymore nowadays, at least. So um, I, I think it could easily, you know, switch over to him and, um, yeah, I think, I think he's got it. He's got it all right now. And, and, uh, I, I'm kind of glad that they did that. So, um, let's see. I don't think there's any other news coming out of 
that area other than I know uh, if some people have been watching the the NFL Top 100, there's been some uh, Bills players making the Top 100 for you guys. And I think that kind of happens when, you know, you get to the, you know, AFC Championship, you know. Um, so, you, I mean, any team, usually if you get that far, a lot of your players are going to make the Top 100 because they're they obviously are good enough, their team, to be able to make it there. So what do you think of some of the rankings for some of your players so far in the Top 100? Yeah, I mean, I don't, uh, I don't subscribe to the top 100 too much because I mean, they say it's player done, right? Which is interesting, but uh, it's cool and all, but I find some of it hard to to really chew on and be like, yeah, really, is that is that it? Okay, but okay, uh, but I agree with you 100 percent that you do tend to see that when teams are winning, the NFL tends to prime those teams, right? I mean, you see it in how they get primetime games and all those types of things, right? It doesn't magically just the schedule just happens to work out all of a sudden that when your team starts winning, you get Monday nighters and Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like when everyone gets in such a uproar when the Madden ratings ratings come out, you know, like the the players and uh, analysts and all that are just like, oh, what do you mean he's rated this or what do you mean he's rated that, you know? And um, they they get so upset about it. And it's just like, well, it's a video game, so I mean, they <laughs> you, you shouldn't take it that personally. If you you know, you should take it more personally if like you know you play a game and then the reporters are like oh yeah like you played terrible or you played awful or you need to play better then you can take it a little bit more personally but um yeah i always think it's funny how how much of a of a ruckus it, it makes when when that happens <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I always enjoy watching Hard Knocks um, and, you know, watching it this year. Obviously, the, the Rams had a uh, practice, uh, joint practice, there we go, with the Cowboys and with the Cowboys being on Hard Knocks. And, uh, you know, sure enough, they were showing Aaron Donald a lot, obviously, and he got in a fight with one of the Dallas Cowboys offensive linemen. And um, it was uh, C.D. Lamb. Like they, they put the camera on him and he basically said 99 is a monster. And so like he even like acknowledged like that dude's like a freak. And um, I don't know why you would ever want to pick a fight with him is <laughs> is beyond me, whether you're an offensive lineman or not. Like just <laughs> I, I would never want to pick a fight with that mahusive of a man. <laughs> Yeah. And, and as soon as he, and the funny part is, you know, um, I was watching it with my wife and she was like, is that Sean McVay running in there? And I was just like, yeah, he's still too young to realize he shouldn't be running into a, a pile of like fighting players, you know? So <laughs> yeah. And,
Yeah, it, it's true. I mean, sometimes it, it feels like it's a little put on when he does his like pump up speeches or whatever you want to call it, you know, to get them ready before they play the game. Yeah, it feels a little put on. I think sometimes they're like, oh, it's HBO. So we got to have it edgy, you know, so, you know, you can you can be able to do that. And, you know, uh, my wife, again, when we were watching it, she was like, did he really have to say like the F word like right after the F word? Like he said it like literally in between a word like and I was like, yeah, like, you know, I think they you know, that's just part of it, you know, with it being on HBO and having that expectations. So, yeah, I agree. Cause I, I was thinking of almost that same thing where it was like, he said the F bomb, like at least four times inside of like a six word sentence or something like that. Yep. You know, it was yep. like, I was like, this can't be how he talks. Like, I just, I can't buy this. <laughs> like, I think Aaron Rodgers would have like actually liked him if that's how he really was. I don't, that, that's why I don't actually buy that. That's how he was, but whatever. That's true. And another thing that's uh, surprised me so far uh, with Hard Knocks, at least, I mean, that's only two episodes in, but um, Amari Cooper has been like nowhere to be seen. Like they don't video him. They haven't interviewed him like nothing. Um, Obviously, they always do the stars. You know, they're going to do the quarterback. They're going to do Zeke because, you know, he's uh, always wants the camera on him. Um, C.D. Lamb has been really big this year. I mean, they've they did a whole segment about him and showing um why am i blanking on his name for some odd reason now um the nfl network analyst the former cowboy uh wide receiver uh yeah yeah, michael irvin thank you i don't know why i was blanking on his name but they showed michael irvin talking to jerry jones about it and saying like oh yeah cd lamb is like amazing he's gonna break out this year like he's gonna do so well and blah 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 and it feels so 110% biased that Michael Urban is just like trying to blow up CD Lamb and make him be this big thing. I, I don't think I've ever seen Michael Urban like really criticize the Cowboys ever or like, you know, really count them out of a game. Like he, he, he's just one of those NFL analysts that I feel like he's just all about his team. He's very biased about the Cowboys um, I, and I know some some analysts are like that, former players, you know, but I feel like he kind of really pours, pours it on sometimes. Um, I mean, do you are you believing the hype as much as he is about C.D. Lamb or? I, I actually am pretty high on C.D. He's going to have a nice season this year. He was he was a good wide receiver coming out as it was. And I think he, he'll develop. It is all going to hinge on Dak. I mean, that's, you know, if he doesn't have Dak out there, that's going to change the perception of everything and how he'll be covered and everything like that as well. So, but I do think that he's, he's going to be pumped up this season and he's built for it. And the other piece of it, that's he's could good to have success. We'll see about Cooper. Cause you know, that's a good point you brought up that he hasn't been around very much. Um, but when you have Cooper, and you have Gallup, and you have Zeke, if you have Dak back there, it becomes hard-pressed to cover them, right? I mean, I do think that they can be one of the best offenses in the league, and he's going to get love with that. And if it's jump balls, he, he's very good at jump. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, and one of the things that I thought was interesting is, you know, a part of the hype up and the talk up was, you know, him basically the coach saying, you know, we're here to win a Super Bowl. Like, doesn't matter if we make the playoffs. That's not good enough. It doesn't matter if we have a winning record. That's not good enough. When, but when does it get to a point where you kind of realize what you have? Like, you know, I know you need to motivate your players, but I don't think anyone thinks the Cowboys are a Super Bowl winning team. Um, you know, especially trying to rebuild that defense. That was the worst defense they've ever had in the history of the Cowboys franchise. Like I, you know, yeah, they have these offensive weapons, but you you can't make up for it if, you know, you're in a really 
bad defense and, and they are trying to rebuild that and people coming off of injury and stuff like that. And it helps that they're in, you know, one of the weakest divisions in the NFL, but I mean, do you really think that coaches should be more realistic or, you know, that was kind of what he's supposed to do is be like, Hey, we're, we're trying to win a Super Bowl. Well, I mean, realistically, that's what they're always, always doing, right? I think the coaches are always hyping it, but the Cowboys are in a, I think a position, can you mention the division being a little softer, you know, where I actually think Washington has a good chance to take that division again this year, period, just because of what they're building. But, the Cowboys always are potentially going to be in a position to win a Super Bowl because they are in that division right now. And I would say that they probably are the best team, especially if everybody's healthy minus their defense is their, their hiccup. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. They still have some time and need some time to, you know, get those pieces together and to, you know, get things uh, built up. Um, I just I just think it would be more beneficial to kind of, I guess, hype up the the not hype up, but I guess, tell let the team know, like, hey, you know, obviously we're trying to build something into a Super Bowl winning team. Let's, you know, continue doing it by taking the steps needed. I mean, I just think it's it's odd to, you know, look around and know what you have and then be like, oh, yeah, we're like, we're going to go win the Super Bowl. Like, uh, well, <laughs> let's let's look at all these other teams ahead of you first. So, um, but yeah, I mean, with when it comes to Super Bowl or bust, I guess, quick question for you for the Bills, is that basically where they're at right now, Super Bowl or bust? Uh, I know the Rams are kind of in, in that same category with getting Stafford in the offseason, so are, are the bills in that same, that same category to try to, you know, win now while they have the young talent that they have around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah true it gives more incentive to to root you know when your team is actually in it you know um it makes it more fun to watch more exciting obviously um so 
to hear from a different perspective on the Rams. How do you feel about the the Rams this season, especially with the division that they're in? Do you feel that we can win the division still, or uh, is it going to be one of the other top contenders, especially with, you know, the 49ers really hyping up their rookie quarterback right now? Yeah, uh, for me, and I've been saying even the Cam Akers thing took me back a little bit on where I was trending, but I did say the Rams were going to be the division winner from the get-go, uh, you know, real early in the offseason. I was thinking that they were after they made the trade for Stafford. Uh, if you want to talk about mortgaging your franchise for a Super Bowl, uh, I believe that's what Sean McVay did um, in, in what he's trying to do right now. Maybe not necessarily this year, but uh, this year or next year, I feel like he's pretty much saying, like, we have to win a Super Bowl. And I think with what he did, his job probably is going to also say that he better win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I, to be honest, I was kind of more concerned about uh, the Cardinals just because of some of the people they got in the offseason. You know, they got J.J., you know, to bolster their defense. Um, you know, they picked up A.J. Green as another wide receiver. Um, I feel like A.J. Green is kind of a dark horse to go back to what we were talking about with fantasy. I, I feel like he's going to be rejuvenated and he's going to be like, hey, I got this young gunslinger quarterback. I'm going to take advantage of it, you know, and and he's going to and people are going to be covering, you know, Hopkins. So he's going to get more opportunities if Hopkins is getting, you know, double covered or whatever it may be. So um, I really feel like A.J. Green is going to be a blowout player this year um, for fantasy and for the Cardinals. Um, but uh, but yeah, I agree. I think we mortgaged our uh, opportunity to be able to be, uh, you know, in a Super Bowl or at least in the playoffs. You know, a lot of people thought, you know, we did well in the playoffs, um, even against Green Bay, if we would have, you know, had a couple more better plays by, you know, the quarterback. So um, I think this is Sean McVay's. A lot of people are saying he's not on the hot seat just because he's so young, but I feel like he is, though, because he's in L.A. now, which is a city that demands winning. They're used to it. Um, he's, uh, got the quarterback of his choosing now cause he didn't pick Jared Goff. So it's kind of just like, okay, either you can make the scheme work and you can put up the high numbers on offense that you did when we went to the Super Bowl, or it's not going to work. And then you're to blame because you got the quarterback that you wanted. So, um, I, I feel like McVay is kind of on a little bit of a hot seat, um, you know, whether some Rams fans or other people don't think so because he's young and he did go to a Super Bowl, but I still feel like LA is, is very demanding and it's, it's going to be uh, a lot more pressure now that they're not in St. Louis. So uh, See Josh McDaniels, when he left the Patriots after winning multiple Super Bowls with the Patriots, he went to Denver. He was quickly fired. 
right? Like, so <laughs> yeah. it, just because you're young and you're the bright mind and you've been winning, it doesn't always guarantee that you are going to be keeping your job for very long in the NFL. Uh, and circling back on AJ, I do really like AJ. Uh, I would say with AJ, though, that you need to understand what you're going to get with AJ because his breakout to me is probably like 600 and some yards or something like that because – <laughs> yeah yeah that's true for sure um well, to kind of uh, wrap things up a little bit uh, here recently, um, Deshaun Watson's uh, court case, well, not court case, but his investigation of all the sexual misconduct has now been upgraded to the FBI. And the FBI is now investigating this. And, you know, I was talking to my co-host Chris about it, and I was just like, man, this is getting intense if the FBI is taking it over, like, like, they're, you're not playing any more games. This isn't like local police. Like the FBI is now investigating and looking into this. And I know uh, reports had come out that uh, a couple of the women um, were offended by NFL investigators uh, because the NFL investigators asked what they were wearing when the incidents happened, uh, trying to blame them and shame them. Um I'll, I'll get your opinion first and then I'll say mine, but uh, you know, Deshaun Watson's future, is he even going to play this year? I mean, it's all the way up to the FBI. <laughs> yeah no that's that's understandable i i feel the the same way in the sense that like you know he shouldn't be playing until things get resolved um uh, you know i i don't understand the the process of investigation how long it should take and whatnot but i feel like it's taken a long time and it's still been taking a long time um and i don't know if that's because he's an NFL star or not, or, you know, what it, what it may be and why, you know, it took this long to get it to the FBI. If the FBI needed to look at it, then it should have been from the very beginning, you know? Um, but the NFL, I feel like if, if they care anything or anything of PR, like they will not let him play. Like, you know, Goodell will step in and be like, no, you are suspended or whatever until, they figure out the investigation. Um, and like you said, I feel like if it's, if it's not true, if he didn't do those things, um, you know, good that the truth comes out. It, it sucks that his name has kind of been dragged in the mud because of it. Um, but if it is true, then he needs to, you know, have the full justice of the law put on him and whatever sentence or whatever, you know, punishment comes down on him is going to be rightly deserved if, it's it's true because that's that's a lot of women that have that have come out and, and said something. I know some of them have kind of 
taken it back and said, you know, no, they're not going to go through with it. But there are uh, still some that have uh, have done that. But the NFL investigators, I, you know, I anyone with common sense, I would think, would be smart enough to not to ask the the, the women what they were wearing when when it happened. Like, I, I don't know why they thought that was a good idea at any point in time when they were doing the, their own investigation. But I guess Roger Goodell doesn't know how to do any investigation. Right. Because I feel like when any domestic violence or anything like that ever comes up in the NFL, Roger Goodell seems to kind of not handle it the, the right way at all. Um, but of course, then they try to PR move it and they do like, you know, all the commercials and all the like, you know, stuff of like, Hey, we're not for it. We're definitely against it. And you know, all that stuff. Um, and then as soon as it dies down, you don't see that stuff as much anymore. Um, just like, you know, the national anthem and all the stuff with the, um, you know, the African-American players, you know, that kind of stuff has died down. And so you don't really, you know, see that as much anymore. The players aren't demanding to still do stuff before the national anthem like they were before. So I feel like sometimes this stuff kind of just, you know, moves on on its own, you know, kind of just, you know, dies down because um, the NFL is so popular. So. It's just a huge machine. It's hard to to not. They can easily put something else up there. I mean, all the PR stuff I was looking at. I think it was yesterday. Was they were just highlighting how they've got. We've had the first African American president of a team now. Uh, we've had our first female openly gay female. Um, is now you know works for the 49ers. We've got an openly gay player in the league. Um, the first all black officiating staff that ever happened. Uh, the first female that was uh, got to uh, officiate a Super Bowl. I mean, the first female to play in a Division One school and score points. I mean. I mean, like, yeah, that's where their PR is, right? Um, but like on top of that, I mean, you for Deshaun is. I hope none of this is true, and I hope it is all just slander, because it's terrible to have people out there like that. But uh, you see this. There's 3,200 other NFL quarterbacks. You don't see any of this stuff from all of them, right? So it's it's to me, it's like there should maybe be some truth to this, and we see some of these things do eventually have truth to them. Aaron Hernandez, Michael Vick. Like, I mean, you get Ray Rice. I mean, you take these things back and eventually there's truth to some of these. And this one's got a lot of stuff sticking to it. So it's, it's, it's very difficult and it's a bad situation. And I get them not wanting to like stand up and this is all they want to talk about all the time. Right. Because it's not that great, but you do own the biggest cog in the world that always produces money, no matter what. So even if this was all you're talking about, everybody would still be listening, especially when week one came around. So you own it put out there what you believe in and, and follow through with it. And when he gets to walk into camp for the first day, like nothing's taking place. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely agree with that. So it, it'll be interesting to see what the NFL does and what the Texans do. I think with or without him, the Texans kind of have one of the worst teams this year, at least on paper uh, so far. So I think, you know, their plan is to not have so good of a season and then go and get, the number one quarterback in, in the draft this upcoming draft so uh, i think that's their ideal situation <laughs> and he, yeah and even if Deshaun does come back and all this is wiped clean right he's probably not going to be a big fan of the houston texans anymore because he's not going to be happy with the way they handled the situation which can you blame him no but can you blame them no right so yeah i agree and then they can probably just trade him away for a couple more first round picks and they're in a completely different situation with a brand new head coach and you know i agree they're one of the teams that it's hard to find a way for them to be successful even if deshaun is playing on that team yeah yeah they they just don't don't have uh, very much around him to to be able to help out and the defense is the same the same way um and it seems like everyone was wanting out i mean when jj wants to leave you know that's saying something because i mean he seems like one of the you know nicest best players you know it seems like you know he would want to end his career there because he got drafted there he seems like one of those type of players but even he wanted out so i mean you know that that says a lot when a caliber player uh like himself on and off the field once you know once out so um i i think the what happens off the field you know is just as important as what happens on the field so um well i don't don't want to take up any more of your your time especially with it being your birthday but you know i i appreciate you coming on and spending you know this hour with uh with me to be able to to talk about all the 
fantasy football stuff because that's the buzz and uh you know football is around the corner i think everyone's getting hypes for that um we're gonna have like i said we're gonna have ours for um the the podcast uh next week so uh we're gonna we're gonna try to do it as a podcast episode so as we're drafting live we're gonna have youtube up and we're gonna have the the audio on and we're gonna talk about like oh should i draft this one or this one and you know we'll go back and forth we'll critique uh, other people in our league with their picks <laughs> get to, you know, criticize, you know, what they do. Uh, last year we had someone who took a kicker like in the second round. So, you know, we were, <laughs> we had some fun with, uh, you know, pointing that out and, uh, you know, picking on them. We called them the kicker picker. So um, <laughs> not, not a very common occurrence in fantasy football if anybody knows fantasy football. So <laughs> not unless they lost the year before and that's like their punishment or something that they have to do it. Like you have to take a kicker in the second round or something. <laughs> um, but, uh, but as always, I, I appreciate you, uh, Colt. Uh, everyone can watch this episode on YouTube as always on, uh, listen to it on Spotify, you know, Apple podcasts, all the major uh, podcast uh, areas. Um, we always like sharing your uh, podcast stuff on our Facebook page. Uh, so we'll keep doing that. We love uh, spreading the love for uh, your podcast. Um, I'll let you do your shout outs with all your normal stuff so everyone can, you know, go check it out. Yeah, man. I uh, appreciate you guys doing that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome well i appreciate it. well we will uh catch everyone uh next week for the fantasy draft peace go bills